Like he was like using like the butterfly effect. Like maybe like Bob Holly would have been like the fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin of that era for some reason at some point, like a year later, or <laughs> yeah, or like <laughs> oh, there's there's so much content. You you time never time. know the butterfly effect and like the, the yeah the, the theory of this little change happens here, like because Triple H was punished. It, Austin yeah. won King of the Ring. Well, we talk about all this stuff, but it was Sabio Vega because... could have been heavyweight champion for ten years. After. <laughs> We were opened up. <laughs> it's so true. Because we, we were opened up here because when this happened, they lose Hall and Nash. That's not a that's not a little thing. No, First of not. all, they were a Michael security you blanket in the back. You had lost a year a year ago. On top of that, yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's it's like the, you they Vince was like holy Rick shit. Rude like, as well. Remember, like, I put millions of dollars into the hyping of Razor Ramon. I put yes. millions of dollars into the hyping of Diesel, yes. my world champion. I and let them control gone. the backstage and manipulate me to everything. Yeah, yeah. They set the atmosphere back there with Michaels, and then now you, they're just gone. They're like, "Fuck you, bye." It's like, whoa. Like wrestling, we didn't even know on the outside. We were just seeing all these new characters come in, and you got the ringmaster, you got Mick, uh, Mankind, you got all these guys coming in, you got Wildman, Mark Marrow, and he had to use them. He had to like flush them into the company. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now we step into WCW World Championship Wrestling after two weeks. Oh, Scott Hall. I don't think it was on the USA Network. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but anyway. What? Where is that? What? I heard USA. USA. Oh, I was chanting USA because we live yeah. in the USA. So USA. After two weeks <laughs> of Scott Hall returning to WCW programming and taunting announcers, wrestlers, and the company, Nash also decided to return alongside his friend on June 10th of 1996. Marvin Nash. <laughs> yeah, I was Marvin. waiting for that to happen at some point. This yeah, it's going to happen. After Hall had interrupted... What's his name? Marvin Nash. It's Marvin Nash. Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash. They cut off my ear, man. Sorry, I'm about back when I'm fucking dying over here. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Yeah. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, look it up, everybody. Sorry, uh, the duo were known as the Outsiders. You've been sitting out here for six months running your mouth. This is where the big boys play, huh? Look at the adjective. Play. We ain't here to play. Now he said last week that he was going to bring somebody out here. I'm here. You still don't have your three people. And you know why? Because nobody wants to face us. And the storyline originally pushed them as the invaders from the WWF, which WCW eventually had to scale back due to legal concerns from the WWF. I actually remember a, a WCW Nitro where, the, where Bischoff had to physically come out and say, Jess, do you work do for you the, work for the no, World Wrestling Federation? No. It, was, uh, it was the Great American Bash 1996. And this was also the infamous uh, part where they powerbomb Bischoff through the side table. 
and blew my goddamn mind as a wrestling yeah. fan because we'd never really seen a lot of that stuff. Unless you watched ECW, which was a super niche product, and yeah. you could only see it in like Philadelphia markets. You, we had never seen anything like this. They had to literally come out. Bischoff literally stopped. He said, before we go any further, do you work for the WWF? No. No. Anyway, man. And like all like pushed business. on. It was fucking crazy and weird. They had to say that on camera that we do not work for the WWF. And then Nash proceeds to powerbomb the shit out of Bischoff through the side stage, yeah. which was, mm-hmm. again, we see it all the time now. Amazing. That was like nobody touched an announcer not back like that. Then. Nobody was violent to an announcer like that. Not Bischoff wasn't the Bischoff that we knew. He was like a C announcer. Like he was like a third tier announcer at the time. Like so yeah. nobody really understood. It, you saw him. Just we didn't. We didn't know the inner workings of Bischoff yeah. climbing the ladder at that moment. Yeah, you're right. I want to ask you a question right now. He's had his say. Who are they, man? Who are they? Come I on. can't tell you. I'll tell you tomorrow night on Nitro. That's the. De- you can't tell us. You don't jack us around. Don't jack. Oh, for crap! Well, what are they doing? Security, you get up there right now. For, oh, for, oh. Security up there. Unbelievable. Please. Please get it. Unbelievable. This is sick. Yeah. So, at Bash of the Beach 1996, Hall and Nash fought the team of Lex Luger, Sting, and Randy Savage and promised to add one more man to their entourage. After Luger was taken out of the match, Hulk Hogan came out to possibly make the save. I remember Bobby Heenan going, which side is he on? They're like, what are you talking about? Only to turn on Savage and reveal himself as Nash and Hall's third man. It's almost hard to cover this because we've talked about this so much. Over and over and over. Well, just the history of the NBO, but Hogan, Hall, and Nash were so linked in, and we're talking about Nash, and we just talked about this, it seems like, on Hall's Legacy, which we did. And yeah. it was just like, it's you can't talk about this enough. I mean, Nash was part of the three guys that breathed new life into American wrestling. Yeah. Whether they knew it or not. Like, it was just that. It caught up with the times. And that's what everybody in wrestling wanted was real, not hokey, not cartoon characters, not plumbers, not ninjas, not whatever. They wanted just... Something they'd never seen before. And with Hall and Ash coming in through the crowd, carrying baseball bats, like yeah. challenging WCW, saying you're it's a second rate promoter. You guys suck. We came from a promotion that was way better than this. So we know we could take this over. Like, and it was people were like, what the fuck? Like, people actually started getting mad, like fans. And there were separate fans that were WCW and WWF fans. And some some of those fans didn't mix. So you have like these WCW fans that loved the flares, loved everything else before, years before, seeing these guys come in and like, fuck you, we fucking hate you. But then you had the college students and the younger generation coming in going, these guys are fucking badass. And they started buying their T-shirts. They started going to college cities. And the NWO was the coolest thing long before Austin and McMahon and The Rock. It's so interesting to your point, just that, through 96, 97, uh, Nash teamed with Hall as the Outsiders and held the WCW Tag Team Championship by defeating Harlem Heat at Havoc in 96 in October. As Parker scurries back to the locker room. He is right Sherry there to, to the defend the- herself. Colonel Parker's gone. He's left the arena. That was either a white tornado or a hit suit leaving here. But something went down that aisle awful quick. One, two. Oh no! The worst could have happened has happened. We've got new champs. 
tell you what, guys. The Outsiders prevail. All in the new WCW World Tag Team Champion. Your hand in the belt. Fucker. Hand in the belt. Nash also began to show his leadership qualities in the NWO and became sort of a second-in-command alongside Hogan. Nash Hall and Sean Waltman distinguished themselves as the rest of the NWO, calling themselves the Wolfpack in 97. After a while, though, the NWO began to fight within the ranks, with Hogan and Nash battling for control in 1998. This split the NWO into two factions. We all know about the NWO Black and White, led by Hogan, and the Wolfpack, led by Nash. The original members were Savage, Conan, and Kurt Henning. The fact you have to make me mention Conan really upsets me. But I Wait, what? The original members of what were? Savage. Uh, original the, members of the, the Wolfpack. Wolfpack were Savage, Conan, and Henning. And Nash, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. In case you don't know what's going down, Wolfpack is running the show from now on. A shout out to my boy Scott Hall. Hogan and Bischoff have decided that my partner's just too dangerous to have on live TV. Henning, however, shortly uh, defected over to Hogan's side. Marvin Nash. That's right. <laughs> then in a match between Hall, who everyone thought was side with the Wolfpack, Nash Sting, and the Giant who had recently joined the NWO after being kicked out two years prior. Hall turned on Nash by hitting him with his tag team title belt yeah, and did. leaving the ring. This but is when in 98, it just started to fall apart. Like they were just overbooking I can't even themselves. believe that I'm having yeah. to read this because it's just I had so to, convoluted, I, so ridiculous. And, so, and, and, you know, it's so, it's so I think this is more, eventually I'm going to do a rise and fall of WCW and, and pull you guys through all that madness. But like, uh, I will never, you know, Nash was a big part of it because Dave's going to read on here, like how he factors mm -hmm. into the backstage shit. And uh, in 98, it started to get really bad. Bischoff started to get his budget cut. Uh, Bischoff talked about how when they debuted Thunder in 98, uh, the merger with Time AOL Time Warner was happening. So yeah. Bischoff always rested in the fact that, like, I have Ted Turner in my back pocket because Ted Turner had all the power. And then when they merged, they actually had a plan to dethrone Ted Turner. So then Bischoff found himself with no support, no guy who really loved wrestling and supported wrestling. Ted Turner was out of power. He was just a paid uh, shareholder at that point. And they told Bischoff, yeah, you're going to start the second show called Thunder, and uh, we're going to take like 25% of the Nitro budget, and that's what you're going to use to produce Thunder. And Bischoff's like, excuse me? Like, what? Give me a separate budget. No. You're going to pull out of the Nitro budget to produce Thunder. and that So shit yeah. started to fall apart quick at that point. So that was going on with Bischoff. Hogan and, and Nash started not getting along in the back. Hogan was very politicky. Nash was very politicky. Nash wanted to do different things. Hogan's like, no, brother, it doesn't work for me. And Nash is like, yeah, well, you're fucking old. That's why it doesn't work for you. And like, they started actually not getting along in real life. So the thing is, is the funny thing is the split of the NWO into the Wolfpack and black and white was actually because they actually started not liking each other on the back. So it wasn't written from a wrestling story standpoint. So as fans were watching this, we wanted the climax of, Who's going to win versus the black and white or the wolf pack? 
but they actually split on screen because behind the scenes, Hogan and Nash couldn't get along. There was never any plan for the two to pay off and have a war games match against each other or whatever. There was never any plan for that. Let's just try to shoot. The Wolfpack yeah. was not down uh, for long as Luger had joined Nash's team. Sting would eventually become a member as well after being recruited heavily by both sides in the middle of 98. After Sting won Giants half of the tag team title at the Great American Bash that June, Nash would become Sting's partner. They defended the championship until July 20th when they were defeated by Hall and the Giant. Nash then set his sights on his former partner and the rivalry had come to a head at Halloween Havoc on October 25th. During the course of that match, Nash jackknifed Hall twice, but instead of pinning him, he left the ring and lost via countout. I actually like that. In November of 98, Nash and Diamond Dallas Page became part of a loosely organized creative team behind the scenes, which also included Dusty Rhodes and Kevin Sullivan. The following month at World War III, Nash entered a 60-man, three-ring battle royal that was a staple of the pay-per-view, with the winner getting a shot at <laughs> at Goldberg. Don't, don't, you can't do that to me, Jess. I forgot a space. Know. What's the problem? It says Goldbergand. That's his real name. It's his, his name is Goldbergand. At Goldberg WCW Gand. World Heavyweight Championship. Bill Goldbergand. Uh, at Starcade in December 98, Nash won the heavyweight championship from Goldberg after Scott Hall shot Goldberg with a stun gun. In doing so, Nash broke Goldberg's long running undefeated streak. I know we're running long, but this is majorly important, right? So he didn't, he wasn't, um, he hadn't, he didn't have the final decision to go over on Goldberg. I don't know if anybody that's ever a lot had of... the final, no, I, I think he did. I don't know, I don't, I, this is just me guessing, I, I, obviously I wasn't there. I, Bischoff never had offensive command, so there was no final decision really. I think each, probably whoever had the biggest contract in whatever feud they were booking, got the say. I have to believe that Nash was like, hey, I want to beat him. Um... It's creative but control I, at this point, too. Yeah, I don't think that was a bad thing. And Nash has done many shoot interviews where he's like, listen, like, I didn't want to kill Goldberg because why? if I killed him, it's I have nobody abuse. to draw money with afterwards. So he's like, we never wanted to do that. And I do believe Nash when it comes to that. However, when you're in a toxic environment, when the head guy, Eric Bischoff, is starting to get stressed out, starting to fight with the corporate head, the figures, uh, and then and then you give Nash part of the book. What are you doing? Like, so I think it was a recipe for disaster. What's Nash going to say? No, thank you. He probably got extra money. No, for I, it. I'm never going like, to judge Nash for yeah. his booking decisions when he's why, why when he's he, in the room and fighting with the likes of Hogan, Creative Control, and Hall, right. and they all have most but, favorite, but in this case, most favorite nation status. This like, has nothing to do with Hogan, Craig. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying, but like, Hogan no, I think it does though, Dave. I think that if if Nash is the booker or one of the bookers. 
and he goes to Hogan. He's like, well, I want to do this with you. doesn't work for me, brother. My no, contract no, no, that's isn't. not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. in this instant with Goldberg, Hogan oh, doesn't okay. care. Right, right. And that's Hogan was even around. He was even but around. You're, but you're right. You're right. right. I mean, yeah. when it comes But I'm Hogan, saying all MASH knows is like, okay, so anyone that comes in, I'm matching their salary. I have creative yeah. control just like Hogan does. Um, now now I'm part of the booking committee. Now now, now I have the book. It's a bad, it's a bad combination. It, 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 yeah. Not, not, but again, just his point not is like – Regardless of like the what the fans thought of that and like uh, yeah. and what you well, say in retrospect, time, it was probably yeah. the best move that you could have done and from the position that Nash had, it was the right move to make to end it. Like yeah. who else was kind of gonna I, do I it? I would argue but in hindsight. You're always gonna armchair he, quarterback and say, like, okay, yeah. he had the book and decided that Monday I'm gonna fucking do it. But like who else was gonna do it and how it was gonna be done uh, yeah. and then and, and right and, and like undefeated yeah. streets cripple you. It, yes, it crippled Goldberg. It didn't help him grow at all. Because yeah, eventually you have to lose. But well, I, Dave, when you were then, gone, I was telling them like the company decided to get behind the streak, and so they put all their marbles in that basket, all their eggs, excuse me, in that basket. But really, what we liked as fans was the stiff spear and the jackhammer. We loved that. That's what we wanted to see. I didn't give a shit about the undefeated streak. I didn't give a shit. Like, I'm not saying I wanted to see Goldberg lose every week. I'm just saying, like, I didn't care about that. But then they started pushing it. Then they started fabricating. It's 70 and 0, 71 and 0. Like, you know, uh, even the Stephen Regal match, it plays well into that people talk about where they had him go for eight minutes and they went back and got scalded for it. Yeah, because that's not what they wanted. So I, I agree with you. They they should have had him work a little harder. He could have lost some here and there. He could have had some. Losing the some streak was the best thing how, you did. You took the handcuffs off him, but after that, well, how, they how didn't about, know what to how do. About with putting him. how about putting Goldberg into a quick roll up that he didn't expect, and just just lose it within like a couple weeks, three weeks, four. I weeks didn't in. even mind the shitty uh, taser stuff with Hall. I didn't like. I really. I get it because you're like, still protecting them. I, I agree with that. But, yeah, but the like, problem, but the problem is after, after the fact when you find out that Nash is involved in the decision in any way, it it shits on all around, which is not his fault. I, I'm just I, I think we're trying. Yeah, to- you're gonna get you're gonna get to the the something poke of doom. All right, so 1999, Nash and Goldberg were set to meet in a rematch, but the match did not happen because Goldberg was arrested for stalking Miss Elizabeth. Ugh. Um, so dumb. That night also marked the return of Hulk Hogan. Probably Kevin Nash's uh, retirement writing. two months prior. With Goldberg unable to wrestle, uh, wrestle, Nash challenged Hogan instead. Hogan simply poked the Nash in the chest. Poke the Nash. I like how I added the <laughs> in there. What's wrong with me? Who proceeded to fall down and willingly allow Hogan to pin him for the title. How many big matches? Well, he has. WCW World Heavyweight Champion. What stinks? Hollywood. Oh my God. The gesture marked the reunion of the feuding NWO factions into one. The return, however, was short lived, and by May of '99, the NWO reunion was overdue to injuries to Hogan, uh, Hall, Luger, and Steiner. Meanwhile, backstage, Nash had become WCW's head booker in February of 99 and helped write some of the later angles for WCW on May of same year. Nash won the WCW world heavyweight championship for the second time 
by defeating Diamond Dallas Page at Slammery of 1999. Nash is going to have to use all of his strength to take him up in the Jackknife Powerbomb. He got him up! Bischoff was suspended and relieved of his duties as executive vice president of WCW due to the rapid ratings decline and poor live show attendance. Nash was also removed from his booking duties. Nash would win the WCW title and another tag team championship before WCW was bought out early in 2001. I'm going to stop there real quick because <laughs> I'm not trying to be, I, I, I know it's turmoil. I know it's it, so know hard not talking about all this without like smashing in the Bischoff and the rise and fall of WCW. But, but, was, uh, but here's, the, but here's like, the thing. What, what, what just, what did the ratings fall to? Like, I, I'm just like spitting here, but like, they were the, at one point ninety eight. They were losing to Raw in the four. Okay, point, okay. I'm not. That's. I, I it, don't but I mean, in the that. four point areas, right? So okay. in ninety eight, let's say they lost to Raw. I'm just throwing this out there. They would they would lose getting a four point four, which okay. is a fucking massive okay. cable rating. This is where I, this is where I lose my mind because. Yeah. Uh, okay. But by the end here, when they let Bischoff go, they were uh -huh. dipping down into the two point nine area in less than a year. Okay. In less okay. than a I year, still, like, I still, I still have to bring this insane. up. insane. Hey, Jess, can I just, can I just ask a question? Yeah. What's, what's doing a two point nine in this time slot on a fucking Monday? Nothing now. Besides Raw. Nothing now. Well, but even then, not much. Oh, you mean you talking about right? at the time or now? at that time? What, what I'm saying is, oh, you fell to a oh. two point nine, so we're going to suspend you, Eric Bischoff. Um, okay, can I ask oh, you I see, something? I see what you're saying. No, you're right, Dave. Like, you're right. Even they're What's dipping, doing 2.9 right, right now? Right. Even getting a 3.0 or a 2.9 is still a major case back then. But this, but this is the ultimate like corporate, well, it's not yeah. what it was before. So right. we had to make um, Yeah, but Raw's doing it on probably a third of the budget. I, well, I don't, and maybe they Good know point that. Also I, I don't know. That's and they fair. were and they were probably getting like a five. They are burning money at this point. They've been yeah. burning money for a long, long well, time. Well, and you, that you said that, Craig. So ninety. So it's not about the ratings so much as as is the contract. Would you say, Craig? Correct. Yeah, it, it okay. is about okay. even, even though now it's not as important. But back here, television was getting important. But their live house shows and their pay per view gates <clears throat> were still really important. It was a big part of their budget and their the money. The, it declined so bad. Like in ninety nine, I just, I just, was, I just, I just kind of get crazy where like they're they're doing just and Craig's right though. Vince was running it off like probably half Nothing. the budget. It says following the expiration of his Time Warner contract. That's a big deal because the reason why all these guys waited and we 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 see better cruiser. Yeah, the reason why we didn't get the NWO until O two right away was because they blew it out yeah. their massive a AOL Time Warner contracts. Yeah, massive money, and they just they sat at home, and they and got paid. They got paid. And big you know what? Money for you know what I say? Good for them. 
Right. I, I listen, like I'm not mad at it. These guys are how many hip surgeries has Hogan had? Back surgeries? Nash. We've seen pictures of have him. Have you I Nash is crazy. Just, have you have you seen have you seen Kevin Nash's gait from like five years ago? Yeah. His gait of his of his yeah. legs. After his hip he's surgery, had he had to had tragically to, work hard to to get back yeah. to a proper gait just so he can stand properly. I'm not mad at I don't wrong. begrudge anyone from getting more money from their corporate overlords, regardless right. whether it's McMahon or Turner or And, and they adjusted, right? Fuck Look at all you. the contracts Congrats. now. Guess what? Um, Are we talking about Kevin Nash? Well, what we're talking about now, it's a very different business than what we're talking about it's here. Super, yes. you know, yeah. But but the reason why the business has changed so dramatically is because of these downside guarantees, yes. which is created by yeah. these guarantee contracts, which was not viable. It, it it evolved into downside guarantee. And in a way, we're going we're going back to this way where Tony Khan, who has unlimited income and limited money, is paying a lot of folks <laughs> to come in and have freedom and less dates and et cetera, et cetera, and a challenge and trying to put on a product to compete with WWE. Following the expiration of his AOL Time Warner contract, Nash, along with Scott Hall and Hulk Hogan. Fuck, he's not even back in WDF right now. By the WWF. <laughs> All right. Isn't that a moral victory, though? You know, it's like they win the war. Vince buys WCW. And then Hall and Nash a year later are like, hi, everybody. And yeah. they're like, fuck you. Can you just do me one solid? You can cut everything in the world out. Can you just play Hogan saying, God bless Vince McMahon? So good. Yeah, the whole promo was good. Honestly, God yeah. bless Vince McMahon. God bless America and God I'm bless... I'm like, oh my God. No, he said, yeah, <laughs> God bless Vince McMahon and God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Is this when they returned or whatever? Yeah, well, this was, was the, the no way out. they returned. No it was way so out great. Yeah. And they talked and about then, like, how I, they I, made I, money like, to Vince's, sit at home. It's seriously Vince's like one moment right before they start Raw where he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill it. Um, I'm gonna kill WWE. I'm gonna check the NWO to point. do it, and it's like, no, you're not. You're bringing the NWO so you can squash them and shit on them. Yeah, and make money for a minute off want. their t-shirts. Yeah, and have Stone Cold going. I'm gonna tie you to a chair and roll you around the ring. Oh, yeah, so dumb. Just, just saying. Um, so their rehiring was announced several weeks before the debut, with this man claiming to have hired them to destroy the WWF. Of which Ric Flair was now a co-owner, which which uh, McMahon could not tolerate. Uh, billed as the original NWO, Nash, Hall, and Hogan returned at No Way Out on February 17th of 2002. Words have been thrown around in association with the NWO like poison. We've heard that. Cancer. You know, some people say that we're self-servant. I mean, all we want is a, a fair chance. A, a clean slate. We want the ability to come out and prove to you great fans. We're applauding the fans. Not only can we do it, but nobody does it quite like us. The angle eventually fizzed out due to injuries and short-sighted booking. In March, Nash suffered uh, oh my god, Nash suffered a bicep injury that put him out of action for several weeks and almost immediately upon returning, 
suffered a quad tear in a tag match on the July 8th episode of Raw. Dude, I'll never forget that. He was off forever. He comes back that night. They're like, Nash is back. And it's like an eight-man tag. He tags in. He steps. I think Booker T fell. And it wasn't Booker's fault. Booker T fell, and Nash went to run over him to punch someone else in the corner. And again, an awkward step. Like when we saw Triple H... Yeah, it wasn't any like high impact or anything. You just saw him take an awkward step and he fell down like someone shot him in the leg. And I'm like, he just came back and then he was out again. How many of these awkward quad tears that we see? Triple H. They're not. Triple H is our first one, right? Vince McMahon. There's no. There's no contact to any of it. It's weird. Most most quad tears you see in the NFL game or college is on like a. I don't say a juke, but that's what I refer when they. A rapid change of direction, and you put pressure on that knee, so it tears these. And a lot of times they'll finish the run, but you'll yeah. see them limping, and then like they get to the sideline, they're like something's wrong, and then like you they're hear like, later, yeah, six months, like yeah, he fucking you know, tore his ACLs. Yeah, this fucking high performance machine. Yeah, I'll see you in six months. It sucks. Yep. It really, it's you know, it really, it really does suck. But <clears throat> after a nine month injury, Nash returns as a face. On the April 7, 2003 episode of Raw, much to the delight of both Shawn Michaels and Triple H, who were feuding with each other at that time, as part of the storyline, Nash was given a choice to remain friends with either Michaels or Triple H. After Nash would not make that decision, Triple H made it for him and turned on him with a low blow. A lot of dick moves, Triple H, that I've seen in your They career. love touching each other's dicks. That's fair. This led to Nash and Triple H feuding with one another. At can that I time. say something real quick? And it's very unpopular. Sure, you can say whatever I, you want. I kind of like some of their matches. Mm, Triple H because decent. again, because you know it was the click, right? And so they worked with each other a lot behind the scenes to make sure the product that went out wasn't terrible. Now Nash was not over as a babyface back here. He was just passe. Nobody really cared about him. And I don't mean that to be a dick. It's just this is fucking 2003. It's not going to happen. Um, uh, he was he was no Hogan. Let's put it that way. But uh, oh, I I was okay. Yes, I was okay. I was okay with their matches. Uh, Triple H and Nash. I thought it was fine. They did fine. It just wasn't. It wasn't a needle mover. It wasn't a ratings grabber. It was just. It was fine. Like it was cool to see Nash. Who won those matches, Jess? Uh, Triple Nash. No, I'm Triple H. <laughs> In August of 2003, Nash feuded with Chris Jericho was forced to cut his hair after losing a hair versus hair match against Jericho on the August 18th episode of Raw. This was made to cover Nash having to cut his hair for his role as the Russian for the 2004 Punisher film. Nash then stepped away from in-ring action and underwent neck surgery. We're going to roll right into TNA Impact. Nash debuted in total nonstop action wrestling alongside the returning of Scott Hall on November 7th of 2004 at the inaugural monthly TNA pay-per-view. 
Victory Road with a duo helping helping NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett retain his title in a ladder match with Jeff Hardy. Nash would work part-time for the company between 2004 and 2013. I'm going to apologize and say that I never saw a single second yeah. of Nash a lot of TNA. in TNA. I, I did. I did. I know you guys weren't, but I did. I saw a lot of Nash. Was it decent? No. Should he have done uh, it? It was, it was a big name, Nash being a TNA. I mean, it yeah. wasn't terrible at all. And he was a part. Uh, Dave's going to talk about him being a part of a cool faction that I liked. Uh, but it wasn't. I mean, it was just. What? It was what them just trying about? to use like each other, Nash's name to do stuff. Talk about the main event mafia. But was yeah, it not big? Come on. Was it well, decent? TNA, was Could it? they work? Was it interesting? It was. Yeah, I like the main sure. event mafia. It was just all the main event. Well, Dave will read on so that way he. Can hey, Craig. It. Craig, this is what we got. This is what we'd say at this point. Uh, what we got? That's fair. You know. Beginning in 2008, Nash would become part of the faction, the main event mafia. The group included leader Kurt Angle. Yeah, shit on it now, fucker. Uh, <laughs> I read it earlier. Do you want this or do you, you want forget this? I write the notes. I know what's coming. Just want, done. Let me just, let me just throw this shit on now, fucker. The desk. What? Um, who was the second leader before being ousted? Kevin Nash, Booker T, with his real-life wife, Charmel, Scott Steiner, Samoa Joe, and Tracy Brooks. Um, thanks for adding Tracy. Who? Justin. Who yeah. is Tracy Brooks? Exactly. Who is Tracy Brooks? She was well, a, look it up. Just look it up. God. She was a hot valet. Everybody calm down. Oh. I'm not going to... Should I share my screen? Quick. I can share my screen. No. <laughs> no. All the male members of the stable were multiple-time world heavyweight champions, of multiple companies, with the exception of Magnus, who would win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship in December of 2013. TNA included with extensive experience and they had main event matches. The MEM at one time held the male titles, all the male titles TNA had to offer. So quite a stable, yeah? Dave's right. It's what they had. It was TNA stable. It's what they had. Yeah, well... It was fun. It was fun. I I'm enjoyed the main event. Was this a six-sided ring or four-sided? Yeah. I enjoyed uh, the main yeah, event. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which honestly, I think the six-sided ring was TNA a wrestling federation. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Son oh of a bitch. God. Sorry. All right, Dave. Sorry. Plow through. I'm sorry. It's very long. <sighs> Let's wind <laughs> it. Davis fatigue to the WWE Hall of Fame. Nash returns. He's done good. But props for David. By the way, props for David. We love you. you. Say, we you, love you, you David. You say it so much. And you, you interrupt me in the middle of winding this down. You're right, David. Fuck you, Craig. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Hey, and it's not hey, going to make you interrupt me more. For all, for all you listeners, you're right, Craig. Know, Fuck you, David. This. They came up with me all the time because I have to plow through this. Yep. Just so you'll know. But just we'll cut that out. It's fine. It's totally I will. Fine. I'm gonna cut it right out. David might be bitter. Cut it right out. David. David doesn't like Nash returned to right WWE out. at the Royal Rumble 2011. David, what's 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 the Royal Rumble? <laughs> 32. Late interest for SmackDown starts paying off. Show up the former WWE champion. Look at the face. 
The Nash, no longer billed as Diesel, returning at SummerSlam 2011 in August, attacking CM Punk after he became WWE Champion, which allowed Alberto Del Rio to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase and win the title, thus churning heel. The following night on Raw, Nash... So there was supposed to be a Triple H... uh, Sorry, a Punk and Nash match, and it never happened, and no one knows why. I don't think Nash could do it. What happened... What happened? You think Punk didn't want to work with Nash? I don't think Nash could do it. He he was pretty physically just beat, especially on the the lower half. Yeah, I mean, like I said we've seen. But then he, he like, then he fought Triple hey, H though. Nash, one he more fought match, Triple H, but like, I think it's a way safe. Legs, that's a way bro. safer match knee. than CM Punk. Yeah, you just can't do it. So uh, Nash had claimed that Triple H on screen uh, COO of WWE had instructed him. <laughs> To text what? to attack the winner. What's up? USA. I'm just saying. USA. I'm reading what's written. USA. USA. So basically, USA. Triple H said, hey, can you attack the winner here? Because I'm going to text you to do that. Text. Y'all got this? Good. Moving on. Nash competing <laughs> in the 2014 Royal Rumble match as the 14th entrance. And Jack Swagger. Before being eliminated by Roman Reigns. Is that where he colored his hair? I think it was. <gasps> yeah. He then inducted his real-life close friend and former tag team partner, Scott Hall, into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2014. On March 28th of 2015, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as Diesel by longtime friend and club member, Shawn Michaels. Let's go like Kevin Nash. We're getting behind the click. USA. God damn it, Dave. It's ridiculous. So now he's in the hall. He's in the Hall of Fame as Diesel, which I found interesting. Yeah, not as not as Scott. Not as not as Marvin Nash. Is is Scott Hall in? Is Scott Hall in the Hall of Scott Hall? Not as Carl Nasherton. His real, name is, his, Razor. his real name is Razor. His real name is Carl Nash. Razor Ramon. Yeah, Scott was in his that, Razor that, Ramon singles. Vin, and, that's Vince twisting the knife at the last. Well, moment. I know because I think he knew what you're going to read on. He was going to put them in as their real names with a group later. Whatever. <clears throat> Still not cool. On December 9th of 2019, it was announced that Nash will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in the 2020 class for a second time as member of the NWO together with Hogan. USA. 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 We might finally actually break David here. (laughs) It might happen. It's almost two hours. David, I, I love you. I've never loved anyone more than I love you. Oh God, he's fine. That is what is that gin and lemonade? What is that he's in there? Fun. That is he's a big fun. fucking thing in gin and what? And lemonade? He's almost it's, done. We're almost it, done. It, it's 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 what I need to get through this. <laughs> oh God, damn it! Oh right, man, right. I'm actually crying a little bit. All right, go ahead, David. Sorry. sorry. Oh, are, are you sorry? Are you yeah, sorry? towards the end of the episode, we're sorry in an hour and fifty three minutes. Sorry. <clears throat> Go on, excuse me. Very professional. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be right, I'll be right with you. <laughs> but they all do live in the USA to our defense. Okay, just go on. No, they it's don't. fine. Go on. I'm sure I have them live in Canada. Yeah, no, you're liar. right. Just, just go on. All right. So 
they actually went into the Hall of Fame in 2021 due to the pandemic. Wait, who did? There. The NWO. Oh. Well, if you didn't interrupt me for five minutes. Oh, okay. Here we the go. NWO with Waltman and Hogan and Hall oh, okay. and Nash. Okay. But it's good. I Fair enough. How was, your, how was your USA chant going for you at this moment? Are you embarrassed? You should be a little embarrassed. I would like for you to announce the next topic, please. Championships and accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Eddie Uzel. Dave, stop stalling. Just read it. God damn it. Okay. Be a professional, God damn e. professional. Yeah. Tim and Nash. If you hear USA starting back here and then slowly coming up here, it takes 30 seconds and all of a sudden it's all USA. You got to work with that. <laughs> <laughs> that. that sounds like it's your fault. He was a one-time WWF champion. Wait, Nash one time? Was a, yeah, one time. And you know what? Those three yeah. that he had, but he had the longest reign in the nineties at like three hundred and sixty. Yeah, it was, like, it was like almost a, a year. Over yeah. A year, yeah, yeah, yeah. That worked well. W, I think. Yeah, it was good. For, it, was, it worked out. Paved well. the way. Made a lot of. Yeah. Made a lot of money. No, no. It didn't. Uh, he for was him, the intercontinental maybe. champion yeah. one time. He was a two-time. Uh, w Tag Team Champion with Shawn Michaels, and he is a two-time Hall of Famer, once as Diesel and once as the NWO, as Jess had mentioned. And WCW, he's a five-time WCW World Champion, and he is a WCW Tag Team Champion, seriously, nine times? Yes. Six with Hall, one with Sting, and two with DDP. Yes. I'm just... That, that kind of <laughs> fascinates me. Um, all right. In TNA, he held the TNA Tag Team Championship. Oh, man, does, does that even matter? I fucking hate, it to, I hate to say it. Jess, you love TNA. I, I never I saw did, a second of any of it. There's a, I, and, and by the well, way, there's a difference between Impact there's, there's and TNA. I like TNA before it was like just Impact. Got it. I'm sorry. I don't mean, yeah. He's also a uh, team. I should have respect. Champion. I'm on a podcast which for wrestling fans and, and wrestling lovers, and I don't have any. You're not. You're not USA at this point. You, you want to read the the rest of this or USA? Yeah, Craig. Do you want to read the rest of it? I'm yep. with you, Dave. I got it. Yep. What line? What page? Page seven. <laughs> it's the last page. You know, it's pretty easy. Oh, I mean, now we're on to the awards, uh, Dave. Come on, Dave. Yeah, go on the PWI, Craig. PWI match of the year, 1995 versus Sean uh, Michelle at WrestleMania. Hey, so he uh, got a match uh, of the I, year. I, keep I, track I of this. He keep track of this. He got a match of the year. By the way, Shawn Michaels started his wrestling career when he was 16 years old. Most that's improved. Not, that's not what we do. That's not how we interrupt you, Dave. Think of a chance. You know, Don't be, be silly. Be, oh my God. Be respectful, USA, you piece of garbage. USA, You're a garbage USA. human being. I'm trying to talk and you. And give awards, and you're just talking. <laughs> what a piece of shit! <laughs> Most improved, 1994 USA. <laughs> what is that? What does that even mean? What you're doing right now? <laughs> Wrestler of the year, 1995, ranked number fucking one. Peed up. Wait, is that for real? Was he really? That's not true. Yeah. No, was that's it? why he, he was said the wrestler it. of the year, and he was the number one wrestler in Peter in 1995. 
Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wrestle year ninety five. I read that. I read that on Wikipedia. Let me follow that up right now because I did doubt <laughs> it when I wrote it. <laughs> to be fair, Bill Actor was in rehab with a huge. I mean, I, I can see most improved in ninety four, but like, wow, Wrestle of the Year in ninety five. You yeah, gotta be. Shit, I thought man. that was weird too, and I didn't doubt it. I just wrote it down. So let me see. Hang on. Nineteen ninety-five. Like PWF five hundred two. It's yeah. PWF the... five hundred. Diesel number one. Shawn Michaels number two. Sting number three. <laughs> Sting number three. Bret Hart number four. Yeah. Sabu number five. Hulk Hogan number six. That's fuck Bill Laughter and Sabu that magazine. That's Whoa! terrible. That is wait, fucking wait, wait, wait. terrible. Van, Van Vader. Van Vader number terrible. seven, Randy Savage number eight, Razor no. Ramon number nine, no. and uh, stop. PWI put Sabu in the top five of anything on a given calendar year. They did. I, I want. I want to immediately go and find every PWI okay. magazine. Okay, and burn you're it upset at this moment. Sabu, are you kidding me? Rick Rick Flair was For, number. Forget 20. everyone else. The fact that he's Rick the Flair. number one wrestler in the world that year. Kevin Nash. Mm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm less mad about Nash being it's number by PWI. It's by Sabu PWI, which everybody five. knows is kind of a more of a kayfabe thing. So they don't they don't judge it like Wrestling Observer does. They, they don't do. judge the it about how many people you can injure in a given calendar year. We love PWI. We ran to the yeah. supermarket to grab PWI. So you can imagine how unhappy I was when this edition came out. And and you know what the sad thing you is? I'm upset about it. I'm upset again, this it. is a side note, but the sad thing about PWI is uh, they never got official photos from WWE. They never were allowed to have WWE or WWF wrestlers like hold the plaques. And by the way, yeah. there Jet, were some uh, really some awful Hogan photos. wasn't even in the rankings in that year. God. Who? I was trying to bring Hogan back into the following. He was in the top 10. You guys he was in the do. top 10. Oh. Okay. So he won he won wrestler of the year in nineteen ninety five and he was number one in PW five hundred. I'm just in the I'm wrestling fascinated. world, that's a pretty good year, no? I don't know. I mean yeah. Just, yeah. Match of the year against King Mabel? Go on, Craig. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. He had great hair. He hey, uh best gimmick in ninety six, Craig. Undeniably uh I mean, top 10 most influential guys in the entire sport, right? Like, um, not t not Mount Rushmore ever in top uh, biggest workers. No, you but said like, most influential, not like most talented. I get that. Or not even like the biggest needle mover. Like, Nash was, you know, it's funny because we all, we, I knew you guys would groan when I sent the topic over. But, like, honestly, like, Kevin Nash is a very incredibly successful pro wrestler, and nobody can deny that. And nope. Agreed. Not only was he successful, but he was on national television during some of the highest rated uh, times. Uh, he was in there against Ho he was in there with Hogan and Nash. They created the NWO together. That's they created the arguably one of the top wrestling ever. factions in the world in, in wrestling history. Period. Yep. Um, they changed before we had Mr. McMahon versus Steve Austin. We had the NWO like a year before that. And people forget about that. People always attribute, oh, when the Attitude Era took over, that was that was the wrestling boom period. That was the Monday Night Wars. It was not. Mm. It was Nitro kicking the shit out of Raw with the NWO on top. Which, which nobody was, expected. Which was Hogan, Hall, and Nash. And like that, people, you can't forget that. Like he made so much money. I, I, I still, I still... Again, I, I talk about this over and over and over, but it's burning my brain. Nash, Lawn Darting, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> That's right. I forgot a TV about that. trailer. Um, yeah. People remember that. It was so intense and so ridiculous 
that people in the area that saw it from above called the police. Yeah, they thought it was and real. They thought it was real. I, I'm not saying. And, and he's say he's a. I, I guess the it's best way to put it, he's a polarizing figure, and a lot of people, especially you know, wrestling wrestling hardcore fans, whatever you want to call it, like the, the hardcore wrestling fans, you know, the wrestling, the dirt sheet readers and all that, the smart marks, people who think they're smarter than the, the, the industry, like they don't like Nash. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite in the sense of like, I don't, do I, not he's not like one of my Nash? favorites, but I'm like, he, Nash was on the cusp of wrestling for a long time. He was like on everybody's lips. You would talk about him, especially during the boom periods. He was always a part of something. He was a part of the new generation era before Could that. You- could you argue just that he wrestled King NBA Mabel? Nah, don't, 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 God, don't talk about Headline that. the first um, in your house was Sid. No. Uh, would you argue eh? that Nash and the NWO has forced got his ear cut off in like a warehouse? In the warehouse. Reservoir dogs. A gas uh, room. Would you argue that Nash and the NWO has forced? It forced the WWE to change their environment, their whole way of doing business. Oh yeah, because it, it, it was more, it was reality based. TV it was deals. real. Yeah, I will just say, um, concur with Jess. An absolute legend. Um, made a ton of money. Uh, made a ton of money for a lot of people, even when it was during the biggest downtimes in the downtimes in the business. Uh, and he. He was great. Like he was, he's a he's a great, a very smart dude, um, and has been around, and one of the top four people in the entire '90s when maybe wrestling was at the biggest in our wheelhouse. Like you can, I do not fault him. And we talked about it earlier in the podcast in the beginning. The more I listen to him, the older I get. The more I respect him. The yeah. more it's not about like, oh, do what you're told. Because doing what you're told wouldn't have got him where he is. Doing what he he thought was best for himself got him where he was and made a lot of history in wrestling. Arguably, he recognized that the industry was famous for chewing people up and spitting them out. And Nash is like, not me. Yep. I'm not going to do that. And I'll, just, I'll just bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, maybe he stayed too long and ruined, um, ruined OCW. And that has nothing to do with him. Yeah, he 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 was still getting the paychecks. He was fine. You can't you can't fault the wrestler or or the person in their contract for taking the contract. I mean, you know, I was about to argue that, and you're absolutely right, Dave. I'm actually I'm not going to argue that. It's I mean, fuck uh, management and um, fuck Bischoff and no. If 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 Kevin Nash got his, who are we to complain about that? Yeah, just like Hogan too, like. I say all of them. Thank like, you. I like that. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. And on that note, on audio fans, but <laughs> yeah. give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, you can do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. I am so glad this is over. Wait. This is David. Wait, have we, gone a, have we gone an signing hour? Off. We need to at least go it's an hour, OWB. don't we? We're signing off, Craig. I don't know what you're saying. Um, have a good one. It has to be an hour. You has You has it. Yes, I do.